Greetings, everyone. Tyler Buckingham here. We've got a great episode of the American Shoreline podcast coming right up. Just wanted to give you a quick note. We did have some recording difficulties on this. Uh, There was some modulation uh, in uh, our guest, Tony Keene's voice. Um, We have decided to run this show anyway. We think it's great content. Uh, We are so excited to get up to EarthX and OceanX and bring that coverage to you. Uh, but I did want to tell you that we are aware that the the uh, recording did not go perfectly. Hopefully we'll have a chance to sit down with Tony when we're up there and uh, clarify anything that doesn't come through perfectly well in this show. But just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast. My name is Peter Ravel, and I'm the co-host of this show. And this is Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. And uh, Tyler, we've got a great guest today, Tony Keene, who is the executive director of the EarthX Conference coming up in Dallas, Texas, in about 10 days. Uh, Tony, welcome to ASP. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a great, great pleasure to be here. Tony, really looking forward to learning more about EarthX and the great lineup of uh, expos and conferences. I mean, it's massive. It's an incredible event. But first, we've got to pay the life bill. and Let's have a quick word from our sponsors. We'd like to thank the three main sponsors for the American Shoreline Podcast Network and for Coastal News Today at CoastalNewsToday.com. Y'all, you know where to find us. Uh, Dune Doctors out of Pensacola, Florida, a fantastic dune restoration company focusing on natural dune restoration and shoreline management practices. Frederick Barisette is the leader of that firm. Great company out of Pensacola. Find them at dunedoctors.com. And if you need coastal engineering services uh, in Florida, along the Gulf Coast, even in Texas, we recommend you give our sponsor, Coastal Engineering Consultants, a call. They're headed up by Michael Poff, who uh, is just an all-around great guy, great engineer, great in the community, uh, knows how to communicate what he's doing. You can find them at coastalengineering.com. The best coastal engineering website name you can have. And the other coastal engineering firm that we are proud to be associated with, LJA Engineering, headquartered in Austin, Texas, the coastal division headed by our good friend Bill Worsham. You can find them at LJA.com. Well, Tony, uh, I would reiterate what Peter said. We are really excited to uh, come up and experience EarthX this year. But uh, one of the things that we like to do is learn a little bit about the the conference and the festival. You've got film, so tell us tell us a little bit about how EarthX got started and and how it took. Uh, came to take the shape that it did this this incredibly large and expansive environmental uh, gathering of people well um trammell crow who's our founder he um got into this kind of i wouldn't say accidentally but um definitely was not in his long-term vision and discovered that uh the city of dallas had an earth day festival and that uh, the city of dallas had learned about some of his environmental efforts uh, in uh, some legislation down in Austin. But um, he decided, okay, well, sure, I can take this and start this Earth Day Festival and uh, do it the way he thought he should be done. And he didn't realize that other Earth Day festivals 
were just um, basically bands and a good time and kind of more of a party thing with some uh, some sales of kind of earth friendly knickknacks and products. But um, the um, he brought in kind of the business community, the academic community, the government, and other nonprofits to really educate the public about environmental issues. So this thing grew very quickly. This will be our ninth event and grew from about 10,000 attendees as a street festival in Dallas to now an event at Fair Park where the Cotton Bowl is. And this year we're expecting 150,000 attendees with over uh, 600 exhibitors. And they've just kind of continually added on everything that um, is been seen at the event from conferences that were added on two or three years ago and to where we actually now bringing in a national and an international audience instead of it just being a local event. Well, Tony, it's an incredible, uh, incredible event. Looking at, uh, looking at the conference agenda, Earth X Ocean, which is the focus of our attention, uh, is one of the key elements of the conference, but this is like the South by Southwest of environmental law. You've got EarthX Transportation, EarthX Energy, EarthX University, EarthX Law, uh, with the Attorney General of Texas uh, attending, uh, Greg Abbott. Um, that's not Greg Abbott, it's... <laughs> You're going to have to help me out. <laughs> I'm blanking on Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton, I think, is on the agenda. And but EarthX cities, the military—it's a stunning uh, collection of uh, topics. And underneath it all, a nine-day film festival. I mean, uh, impressive, Tony. How do you do it? <laughs> well, I, I'm you know I'm relatively new uh, to EarthX. Um, Trammell has hired me as a CEO uh, a few months ago, and you know my background is working with nonprofits uh, that are in. Um, the event area as well as membership and uh, chapters on a global basis. So I, I help uh, nonprofits achieve their mission and grow globally. And I've been overseeing under my leadership uh, for the last 25 years, um, events and conferences and expos around the globe. This by far is the biggest, um, but the basic principles still apply the same. And so what uh, Trammell is looking to do is really asked me to do is to bring kind of best practices to the table so we can operate this much more effectively. How do we then continue to um, create the kind of experience that our public that is attending the event uh, to uh, really learn and actually have some interactive, interactive experiences? And also then, how do we make this a positive experience for our exhibitors and our sponsors so that they're getting to meet the right people, but also more importantly, get to tell their story about how their product or their company uh, or organization is really helping make the environment and the world a better place. Well, and this comes at a, uh, couldn't be a more opportune time. Uh, it seems that with each passing year, uh, the national attention and uh, focus on environmental health, ocean health, coastal health, of course, is kind of our uh, area of focus here. But with each passing year, the the, the pressures are increasing. The attention uh, is becoming more finely focused. And I'm curious to know uh, in your, I guess, tenure, but also in the history of, the, of this organization, is that are you trying to uh, intercept this moment and kind of become the you know, the big gathering event for the environmental movement in America? Is that kind of the the trajectory you're headed for? 
I think that's the trajectory we're on. Um, I don't think that was originally what uh, Trammell's plan was, but uh, you know what has happened is as a result of the efforts that he's made, and, the, and I've got a great team who are here who I work with, their efforts have made this into the largest environmental experience and event definitely in the country and uh, more likely even the largest event in the world. As that's what we're finding. So we also, like you said, at the same time, the public awareness of the environmental issues has really increased over the last few years, and we're seeing that really become a uh, almost a, a major issue for the political race coming up in 2020. So I think we're going to start hearing a lot more about it, and I think we are at the right place at the right time for that. Because what EarthX, the platform, has done is created a real safe environment for people and organizations from all different aspects and opinions and positions on the environmental issues, allowing them to come together. Because what you know, we had set out to do here was to create a place where we could have pragmatic, practical solutions to making steps forward to uh, helping the earth and the planet. And a lot of times we find that the, the groups that are in the far left and the far right, they're so ingratiated into their position Practical solutions aren't part of their equation, and they're more focused on keeping them maintaining their position, whereas we want everybody else that comes together that says, look, you know what? This may not be the ultimate solution, but it's going to help, and that's where we really uh, create change and the impact by having our event. So we're looking at 2020, which is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. Uh, it'll be Earth Axe's 10th anniversary. So we're looking for 2020 to be a major year for us as we continue to move forward in that area. But this year's event, we're, it's, uh, we're expecting more people than ever before. We've got more exhibitors, more interactive experiences, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for people to come down and to Dallas, Texas, and see where we're, where we're going. Well, it's uh, Tony, that is a, a great overview, and I think we share your uh uh, vision that tackling the complex uh, environmental issues around the world are, is going to require a, a meeting in the middle of a variety of folks who tend to uh, look askance at each other and uh, don't trust each other. But it's going to take us all pulling in a similar direction. And it's this kind of event that crosses those barriers and lines between the environmental community and the business community, the producers of things, all of us have to start thinking together and thinking differently. Uh, was that trammels? And, and for those of us, you know, we've had listeners around the country, uh, Tony, and if you would, I, would you take a minute and tell our listeners, listeners about Trammel Crow? I've heard his name all growing up in Texas. I, I know he's a developer, very successful man, but, Tell us about Tony a little bit and tell us about this crossover vision that you described and where that originated. Well, um, first off, a little bit more about Trammell. Obviously, yes, he is a very well-known name. His father was a major developer uh, with the Trammell Crow Development Company, and the, the Crow family has um, been a, a major uh, part of the landscape in many cities, uh, not just in Dallas, uh, around the country and even around the world. And so... Trammell definitely comes from a strong real estate development background, but has always had an interest around the environment. And that's what got his interest into this. And now he dedicates his full-time attention and a tremendous amount of uh, his, his personal uh, commitment, financial resources, to making your success successful. Um, 
you know, in, in terms of myself, like I said, I mean, I've spent the last 25 years working in associations. Uh, my most recent engagement was with the International Facility Management Association, where I was involved with the whole aspect of the built environment, built office buildings and uh, all different types of buildings that um, really make up our landscape. They, as a group, are probably the largest energy consumer. So a lot of our members in the facility management profession were focused on energy management. Uh, how do they make those buildings more efficient? How do they bring sustainability initiatives to their organizations? And, uh, under my time there, we actually launched the Sustainability Facility Professional designation to help buildings not only, um, you know, when they're when they get renovated or built, you know, they it goes after like a, a lead or some type of a green certification program. Whereas what this does is it says, okay, now then you may get it at the time you're built, but how are you going to maintain that? And that's where facility management comes into play. So this has been something that's been near and dear to my heart for many many years, and the, when the opportunity here at EarthX to Take what I know about my business acumen. I'm a re- I always say I'm a recovering CPA. Um, <laughs> um, I, it's always good to have somebody who knows the money. Exactly. So um, <laughs> it, it always helps to understand business and what makes it tick. And then also then with the platform that Trammell's vision has built over the years and his team, uh, it takes a great opportunity for Trammell and I to kind of now we're in a transition where we're working together to kind of shape up what this vision is for the future of EarthX and how do we then continue to expand on the messaging. So that's what I like to do. That's what I, um, my, my history is, is in terms of that growth capacity. Um, but this for me is really a, a privilege and an honor in that I guess I get to do this around something that uh, means something to me from being a kid in Southern California and worrying about trash on the beach to uh, now I actually get to make some impact. Fantastic. And for our listeners out there, uh, let's give them uh, a little bit of directions, Tony. Uh, to find out about EarthX, you go to earthx.org. This uh, event is uh, coming up in 11 days. It starts April 19th, and it runs through the 28th of April. That is a nine-day, 10-day conference, y'all, in Dallas, Texas. Is it always in Dallas, Tony, uh, so far in the first nine years of the event? That it has. Uh, we did in November of last year, we actually did have a, uh, an Earth Act Mexico, which was held in Mexico City in Chipotle Park, which was our first foray outside of Dallas. And we, know we've been, uh, we also have an Earth Act Mexico pavilion this year, which is something new, um, where we're what we're doing here is, you know, the environment does not understand or know borders. And um, our neighbors in the south in Mexico have done a tremendous amount of things to try and help improve their environment. And so we're building that bridge between the two countries uh, on environment. Um, so that's the only place we've had it outside. But, yeah, the thing is, is that by having it in Dallas and having it in the center of the country, this allows us and really ties into the position of, look, let's get the environment out of being a political issue and let's make it everybody's issue. And we're in the middle. We're, in, we're not on the left coast. We're not on the right coast. We're right in the middle. And uh, that's where we want to be. And I think that uh, you couldn't have uh, created a, a better uh, pivot here for a question that I had, which is uh, the Ocean X component of this event is uh, unlike many of the other uh, ocean coastal conferences that we see and have attended around uh, the American shoreline, around the uh, world that we see, in that this is an inland watershed discussion. 
and uh and and as you were saying uh it is it's not a left coast right coast uh discussion it's an internal discussion in dallas texas which uh might seem a little antithetical to uh folks who are up there listening in san francisco or seattle or boston <laughs> but <laughs> one of our our uh, our advocacy uh host jenna valente will be a, a panelist at the ocean x conference and uh, is so excited to be there and we're really excited of course to be podcasting from the event as well uh but to to my question here, tell us a little bit about the creation of the OceanX uh, component of this conference. I believe this is the first year of OceanX, is that right? Um, we've had Ocean Conferences, uh, OceanX as well before. Um, they focused on different aspects of the uh, ocean issues. Um, this year is the first year for the Inland Ocean, and there's actually an organization um, that was uh, started by a woman by the name of Vicki Goldstein of uh, Boulder, Colorado. And they looked at these things from the fact that all water that ends up in the ocean has to start somewhere. And it usually starts inland and in rivers and streams. And if we really want to make sure that we're cleaning up our oceans, we also have to look very carefully at what's actually going into the ocean and how it gets there. So they've actually got now ch some chapters around the country. And uh, as I said, I mean, Dallas, we're sitting here in Dallas and the Trinity River, you know, that's going to end up in the ocean someplace. So we thought this is a great place to showcase this effort and highlight the initiatives that they have to, uh, to talk about oceans from an inland perspective from all these water trajectories that flow in there. So that's what that conference is about this year. They've got a full weekend set of meetings with several great speakers, as well as um, we'll have some of the ocean speakers as well. Um, you know, our Cousteaus will be there. And so we're looking forward to that. Well, I, it is an impressive lineup, and I think your emphasis on the inland connection to the oceans is incredibly relevant right now. We are in the middle of historic flooding in the Midwest of the United States. All of that water is going to come down to New Orleans. Uh, I was talking to my son, who is a New Orleans resident, and I said, you get to watch this one go by, because this is a lot of water, and the impact of that inland waterway management system and what it brings down to the Gulf of Mexico is absolutely 100% uh, connected. And uh, it's why we have the hypoxic zone in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge issue. But I, I so I think I, I was surprised by the emphasis on the inland. And I was also kind of very glad to see that. I think it's an unusual take. Uh, the, I, the only thing I'm upset about, Tony, is that this thing's been going on for nine years and I have not been to it. I can't believe I missed this. I don't know why I haven't seen this, but uh, it's an amazing event. And just to highlight some of the speakers in OceanX, uh, which, by the way, I believe is April 26th to 28th. So this is a mini conference within the conference. Um, Fabian Cousteau. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island. Danny Washington, who has been a guest on uh the, the uh, Sea Change podcast here on ASPN and one of our Sea Change, uh, Change podcast hosts or speaker. It's a Im really impressive uh, collection of people and worth the trip just for EarthX. But boy, even beyond that, it's a stunning collection of uh, really high skilled people and high quality discussion. I just can't wait to go. And this year, our theme has been water. And this, so this is definitely something that is playing into this. So, you know, we have the Inland Ocean. And then also we have our next cities conference that's focused on resilience planning. And a lot of the cities, when they focus on resilience, it comes down to their water issues, whether it's flooding issues or rising oceans. 
These are issues that they're going to have to plan for. And this is something that's going to take a lot of governments and a lot of coordination of activities between federal, state and local governments to be able to deal with these issues as we continue to see the the changes that we're experiencing. And uh, the other thing that's going on here during this, uh, I believe, the full length of uh, EarthX is a film festival. And we had the great pleasure of going to the International Ocean Film Festival in San Francisco last month. And uh, believe me, we are looking forward. We, we are big believers in the role that film can play in uh, telling environmental stories. But, uh, Tony, tell us a little bit about the EarthX Film Festival. Well, the, the, the film festival uh, is definitely the, the longest, biggest portion of our conference. Like I said, it's the first of the 19th, goes all the way to the 28th. Um, and our conferences... Um, that portion starts on the 25th, goes to the 28th, and then the expo starts on the 26th and goes to the 28th. But so the film festival will have um, about 40 different uh, films as far as full feature and shorts. Uh, and we'll be highlighting some uh, several different uh, films from The Wonders of the Sea, uh, Ghost Fleet, Into the Canyon, um, Spotlight Screening of uh, Ben Masters, The River and the Wall. So it's... Um, some great films and we've had some pretty major uh, film uh, companies that get interested this year in our text films and that, you know, including Disney, National Geographic. So often they're seeing this as definitely a, a venue to highlight and showcase uh, their films that they're focused on environmental yeah, issues. Incredible. Awesome. The film festival also includes our virtual reality. We have the largest uh, display of virtual reality experiences in the uh, in reality in the area of environmental programming. Yeah, that is an effective new technology. When we were at the uh, International Ocean Film Festival out in San Fran, we sat down with uh, Dr. Eric. Uh, Woolsey, who is the CEO and founder of the Hydras, which develops technology, uses VR technology to explain what's happening in the subsea, and absolutely spectacular, fantastic, uh, with integrated data and information. Uh, and they they believe that that exposing people to these uh, issues in a way that touches their soul and their emotions is the way to motivate folks to change. And uh, I'm not sure they're, they're wrong about that. I think that film is a critical part of uh, how we're going to move forward. Yeah. And Michael Kane, who runs my, the, the EarthX films uh, division for us, uh, he was the original founder of the Dallas Film Festival and came over to us. And he's, he's attracted a lot of different um, filmmakers uh, from around the country and around the world. Uh, so that whole EarthX narrative is a huge component of it. And uh, it's interfacing with a variety of different producers to really continue to build on our EarthX film. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at the way our society is going, um, these days, we get a tremendous amount of our information through video type of uh, information sharing and media. And so I think this is another way that we can tell this story in a way that um, is uh, much more effective in some cases than uh, even just sitting and listening to somebody even talk about it. Definitely agree. And uh, the other great thing about uh, gathering people together when you have a film festival or, you know, especially this will be a first for us going to something this expansive. I mean, this is going to be quite a thing. But we're always amazed at the energy of the of the people when they come together. You know, it's one thing to be sitting on your 
on your uh, couch or on your cell phone and flipping through content that might be really compelling. But when you get to go and be with uh, other professionals who are working in the environmental space, other filmmakers, watching films at period uh, is an incredibly educational and moving and uh, just kind of reframes and reprioritizes uh, the issues. But I want to talk about this community of people. It's such a large uh, conference. It lasts for quite a long time. Uh, tell me about the vibe on the ground. What's it like attending this thing? It's uh, like you said, it's, some people even call it a movement. Um, it's, it is definitely an energy. It's got something for everybody. Um, we Actually, the uh, the other week, I was at a, a place we were calling on a, a partner. Uh, actually, it was uh, with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, which uh, attend this year and, uh, and talk about some of their initiatives on sustainability. And there was a woman there who has been with that organization a fair amount of time. And we were talking as we were waiting for a meeting. And uh, we, she was asking who we were with. And we were calling her. And she goes, oh, EarthX. She goes, I've taken my children to that every year. And now they have children of their own and they're making sure they take their kids too, because that's the type of energy, that's the type of uh, commitment and the experience that they, they're receiving while attending our event. Uh, that was fantastic just to hear that type of a testimonial. But uh, So you're right. So there's people uh, coming together to share these ideas, talk, make new connections and see things that they don't see in other areas because, because we bring everything together. Um, it's not just one focus or the other. And, you know, Tony, it's it's goes back to what you're saying about the deep little politicalization of the environmental movement. I mean, when you're actually there and you're actually exposed to practical ideas, uh, exposed to uh, uh, impassioned film projects and art projects, uh, the I find anyway that the uh, energy is like much more uh, community oriented. You really feel like you're. you're able to relate with these other people. And I, I just think that's so healthy and necessary, especially at this moment when, uh, boy, it seems like we really need to start taking more aggressive action and, and feel like we can actually do something to combat climate change. So, uh, I just think that that's so important. I think it becomes contagious and I think it's, um, we're faced every day, with its national media that seems to want to polarize this country. When you get right down to it, I don't think that's what reality is. And I think everybody wants clean water. Everybody wants clean renewable energy. They want clean air to breathe. So let's stop putting labels on these things that polarize us and let's work for a common good. And that's one of the reasons where we're also, um, we're gonna be launching Perfect League this year, which then creates a platform both combination of action and community to keep this discussion going well beyond just our event in April. So it'll be a, it's a app on your phone or a web portal, whichever way you want to choose to, to communicate and sharing your ideas, sharing your content, reaching out to other people with like interests, um, being exposed to a platform that is an open platform. We've got other nonprofits coming in on it. We'll have, our exhibitors and sponsors when they've got information they want to share or if there are activities in a certain neighborhood or a certain part of the country that looking for volunteers, we can then have a common ground, a common platform to, uh, to share those ideas and make those requests and really create an opportunity to stay together year round, 
not just meeting in April and Dallas. Well, and you know, it is a, uh, it's a, it, it's an issue that does not go away and, uh, having a way to sustain the discussion through the year has got to be a great idea. Uh, I wanted to touch base on, on a couple of things that's in the agenda. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to just going to have a hard time at this thing because there's too much good stuff. Uh, EarthX energy looks really great to me. Uh, and we take a great interest and have taken a great interest in this subject at coastal news today. Uh, because of the intersection of energy production and uh, uh, CO2 emissions and climate change and its impact on the coast and on our fisheries and on our climate, uh, I noticed some really interesting things in the EarthX uh, energy uh, agenda, uh, particularly the carbon capture technology discussion that's in the afternoon. Uh, this is going to be on Friday, April 26th. That's going to be a busy day. Uh, but we've been sitting down lately with the University of Texas BEG uh, scientists who are working very hard on carbon sequestration technology. Uh, we are in an energy state. Uh, Texas is an energy, an oil and gas energy exporter along the coast of Texas. Uh, the biggest LNG export terminals in the United States are being built right now. There's a new billion dollar project in the Port of Corpus Christi. There's new LNG terminals down in South Texas in the Port of Brownsville. Energy drives Texas, and uh, God, there's so much that comes up there, Tony. Uh, and why I like the idea of EarthX being a Dallas, Texas uh, event because we got to talk to these energy guys. Absolutely. And you know, I've just recently um, I've moved up from Houston, and obviously that's another major energy sector. Um, you know, if you look at this industry, I mean, the, the public perception is trying to label um, a lot of these. You know, as formerly oil and gas companies is the, is the, the bad guy. When you really start taking a look at what they've accomplished over the last several years, um, you know, Houston and Texas is now the alternative energy capital of the country as well. And they're rebranding all as energy companies, not necessarily oil and gas. So I think that this is something that we need to take note of and tell this story and get this is out there. I mean, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Texas is a huge wind energy. Yeah, we are the uh, we pr are the leader in the United States by a significant factor. Texas is the largest wind producer in the United States. And, you know, we're, I was just talking with BP recently, and they've got, you know, huge um, uh, wind energy uh, in initiatives and, um, and investments. Um, you've also, as a result of things that I think we've had some impact on even at EarthX is, how do you do sustainable fracking? Now, most people think fracking, as soon as they hear a word, that's a bad word. But there are ways to do it that can make it much more sustainable and not less wasteful for water. And, uh, you know, so that the end product is a clean water, not a toxic water. So there's different things that can be done that when our, we put the creativity to it and scientific minds to it, and the, the, we've got a lot of that knowledge here in Texas, you know, we can make the energy industry so that it can reduce carbons. And a lot of the electrical providers and generators around the country are looking to reduce that level of carbon generation. And uh, I'm looking at many creative ways of doing it. Totally. And uh, the, other, the other element here is that, and I think that this is at the core of uh, EarthX and the kind of the broad, the broad purpose, reason for being, you know, going back to the founder and all that, is that... Uh, Really, what we are doing in in coming together and having this amazing slate of uh, 
of subject matter that you've put together is is learning about the state of the art the full spectrum you know our our society and our habits are are the way as a as a jet flies overhead as i say this uh you know we're not changing we're not going to be able to turn on a dime we're going to be making subtle course corrections here over the next several years that will have hopefully tremendous benefits in the long run. And I think that one of the cool things about having all these people together, Peter and I talk about this all the time, you cannot effectively manage uh, the, say, the coastal area without having everyone at the table. That includes the shipping guys. That includes the port guys. That includes the energy guys. These are all real estate people. The real estate people, the local government, they're all at the table. They all are interconnected. And uh, so I I would agree with you. Uh, There is a certainly a perception in the environmental community that the energy companies, the former oil and gas companies, uh, you know, were to some degree responsible for the carbon crisis that we find ourselves in, but they want to be part of the solution. And, uh, we, we burn a lot of carbon. We use a lot of carbon. The world uses a lot of carbon and we're going to have to figure out how to, how to turn that wheel slowly. And they're definitely going to be a part of the solution. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to what the technology is that's available at the time. And now we have made big strides in solar and wind technologies and other, uh, renewable energy generation, um, you know, it gives us more alternatives to look at. And this is one of the areas that um, as part of the EarthX event is uh, we call it the, uh, the eCapital Summit. And what that is doing is, is matching clean technology startups with investors, uh, especially uh, Texas family offices and, and VC firms to and equity firms to um, say, look, here's some new ideas, new technology that's either getting started, either early stage or even late stage that have already had some proof of concepts and uh, they just, they need more money and more runway to be able to uh, generate, you know, will be the next best thing that could revolutionize what we're doing here. So um, we've got that uh, started two years ago. We're looking for that to be even bigger and better than before. And um, they've um, already funded millions of dollars of uh, new clean tech startups already through this event. So we we feel really good about that, matching those people up so they can get a really good chance at uh, in developing their ideas and their concepts. That sounds fantastic. Uh, let me ask you, so um, this is a tough question because I've got, there are several hundred speakers involved in this program from all of the, there's 15, I think, different segments of the conference. It's a stunning, as I've said, it's a stunning amount of, of information. Um, who is your keynote? What jumps out? What are you interested in seeing, Tony? What is, uh, what's your focus in trying to digest this massive and fantastic event? Well, I'm going to be seeing a lot of it, but uh, obviously that time period, I'm pretty busy making sure everything's all, um, you know, flowing the way it needs to flow. But we've, you're right, we've got a lot of great speakers. Um, and because of the the venue that we have at Fair Park, which is where the bowl's at, um, is made up of several different smaller buildings. This is another area that we're unlike traditional conferences. We don't have the big room where we're bringing in thousands of people to hear one person speak. So we were, we provide an opportunity for people to hear multiple big name speakers. So, you know, for example, I mean, we've got, we do banquets every night. We'll have a, a couple of banquets on Thursday night, which will include Susan Eisenhower uh, interviewing with uh, Senator uh, Lindsey Graham and Sheldon, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse talking about energy and energy policy. We will have uh, 
the uh, Secretary of Energy, Rick Perry, here uh, on stage as well. In addition, we'll also have um, uh, uh, Michael Levy, the CEO of Crow Holdings, and, and also Joel Satori, a famous National Geographic photographer. We'll have um, people like the uh, on Friday night, um, Kirk Johnson, who's the uh, director for the Smithsonian National uh, Natural History Museum. We'll have on Saturday, we'll have um, uh, a banquet that's focused on our, uh, you know, environment without borders with Mexico. And we'll have uh, former President Halperón uh, from Mexico speaking, as well as, um, and we talked already about some of the speakers for the Ocean Conference. Uh, we'll have David Yerbold with the CEO for the, uh, the Audubon Society and talking about how Mexico and the U.S. with the bird migration pathways. Um, so you're right. There's a lot of really big name speakers between congressmen, high up uh, government officials, um, the head of the U.S. Forest Service, Services, um, Christensen will be here. Um, so you, you know, when you come to this event, you do need to plan a little bit ahead as far as where do you want to be, who do you want to see, and we're to do a little walking. Well, and I'm still planning, let me tell you, because I haven't, <laughs> I have not figured out, uh, you know, we're there because Coastal News Today focuses on, on the ocean and the coastal environment, but uh, so much of this conference is essential to that issue in a broader way. Uh, well, thanks for making it tough, I'll tell you. I like the fact that uh, there's a lot of good decisions that need to be made here, and I'm pretty sure none of the choices will be bad. It's a really an impressive uh, lineup. So if you don't get to everything this year, this is all the reason why you have to continue to come back year after year so you can see other parts of it. No kidding. And, you know, the hard part for us, Tony, is we're going to be uh, interviewing people at the conference. We want to sit down with the speakers. We want to help promote what you're thinking and doing uh, and and bring this out as far as we can to the, our listenership. I know the folks at uh, Mirror Control Line Podcast Network really uh, are, I think, also going to be new to this and and really surprised at the quality of what you guys have put together, which I would say quietly. Well, we, we appreciate your, your partnership with us. Um, you know, it's so important for us to see the message being talked about and, and spread around and you know, partnerships uh, with your firm and uh, your show really help us do that. So we, you're a critical part of this whole messaging in terms of, you know, our, our, our view is if we can turn Texas light green, then the rest of the country is probably back green. All downhill from there. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony King, the executive director of the EarthX Conference in Dallas, Texas, from April 19th to April 28th. Ten fantastic days. Tony, tell folks where they can register, where they can learn more, and how to keep up with what you guys are doing. This is on earthx.org, earthx.org. Um, you'll see a full website there where you can register for conferences, banquets, come on in and pre-register for the, uh, the expo. And then we'll tell you all the information you need to know. And we look forward to seeing you here and welcoming you to uh, Dallas, Texas Fair Park for 2019. Thank you so much. <laughs>